1: Met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face.
0: The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes.
1: What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. Join us. Join us. Welcome to Rabbit and Red Radio. Welcome. I am. What? You, you can't just welcome. let me talk?
0: Welcome. Oh, I just figured, you know, welcome.
1: Yeah. I'm one half of the rabbit, John Rhodes, and sadly, back with me is Michael J., the other half.
0: Wow. And, you know, I'm doing something special because this week, um, I have the homestead to myself. Um, I am actually, uh, Doing a little tribute um, recording. Uh, this uh, um, <clears throat> I'm recording from my living room. Uh,
1: sitting, yay!
0: Sitting on the sofa, much like um, the the gentleman um, Tony, who does Jacket Audio, uh, recorded in my living room years ago before we bought this house. So I am doing this episode from my living room as a tribute to him. Yes.
1: Oh okay. Um good for uh, you?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that it's it's a fitting tribute. Um and I, I just enjoy the fact that I am here doing it this way.
1: <laughs> okay. So uh <laughs> There's been a lot of news about Movie Pass, right? Uh, have
0: you canceled your subscription? Finally,
1: From I was actually you
0: paid for the year.
1: I was actually going to get into that. Um, yes. So, yeah, Movie Pass is as well for those of you listening retroactively. Movie was a company that you paid a subscription to that allowed you to go to the movies. Uh, well, depending on what era of MoviePass... Pass. Um, allowed you to go to the movies for free with that subscription. So it was kind of right. like Netflix for theaters. Okay. Right. Just, just for people listening in the future, you know, when you're going back or if you catch this after that's dead, which probably two months in advance, but yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot you of really think going on only going to
0: last two more months. Wow.
1: I don't know, man. Uh, it ain't looking good, but yeah, I got in, uh, beginning of the year. With a special deal where I paid I believe $100, a dollars for the entire year and at right. that point in time I could watch uh, uh, any movie I wanted more than once a day so I could see multiple screenings on the same day um, right. I could have repeat viewings and the only the only exclusions were 3D and IMAX right when I signed up that was it. And then it was, you could only see the movie once. Fair enough. I get that. If I really need to see it again, I'm willing to pay if it's that good. Okay, fair enough. And then it was only uh, one a day. Like, eh, you know, sometimes I have free time and I love the movies. So that that was a little bit of a kick in the balls. But right. now they're limiting what you can see. They're charging you more. So it's not a, a free ticket. It's half off. It's it, It's bullshit. It's dying, and it's a fucking horrible product at this point. It is a bastardization of what it was. And I did try and cancel it, actually, the other day. Oh, you did? They don't don't do refunds. Either way, I was going to have the product until the end of the year or until the beginning of next year because I've already paid for it, and they're not going to refund me. Right. So I'm going to stick it out and just see how long it takes for this to die. Or maybe it'll turn the corner. I mean, let's be a tiny bit optimistic because I've already paid for it. So
0: so if it dies, you still lose out on that money is what you're saying.
1: Either way, the money's gone. Wow. The money is gone. So.
0: And does the fiance know of this or does she not know of this?
1: Oh, she knows that I signed up for it and everything.
0: Does she I, know that you paid the the, you know. Yeah, she knows that. Oh boy. Does she know that it's in dire straits at the current time?
1: Mm, I'm sure I've made some joke about it. Ah, I see. I mean the funniest joke I've seen recently is that uh the movie passes new plan is that people should use their plastic cards to break into their neighbors' houses, steal the money to mm. go to screenings. That's the funniest joke I've seen lately I think that's fucking hysterical Yeah that is pretty comical I I really Wouldn't be surprised and in two months They're just like here's a step by step Guide to use our card To break into your neighbor's house (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about Movie pass here's a YouTube video On how to use a credit card to Forcibly enter a house What the fuck are you talking about movie pass Jesus Christ
0: (laughs) They're advocating um, burglary.
1: I I could see it. I I wouldn't be surprised at this point. Hmm.
0: Eh, It could happen.
1: The the plan before is going to be going in and causing a scene so they just give you a ticket. Swear up and down that this app works. Use your card and when it's denied get very aggressive. Scream. Yell. Make a huge scene. They will give you a ticket. I mean, I guess if that's what you say, Movie Pass. Right here on my fucking app, it says checked in. What the fuck is wrong with you, huh? Did you fail ninth grade, asshole? How, Working how, in a fucking theater. Give me my ticket, jackass. How often have you used
0: Movie Pass?
1: <laughs> um, uh, I've probably used it right around eight or nine times. Since you bought it. And how long have you had it? Uh, Since March. So you're telling
0: me that since March you've only really gone to see eight or nine films?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's never enough time in the day, Mike. (laughs) Well, that is such a
0: shame for you, considering how much you love going to the theater.
1: Well, that's true, but Let's look at it logistically. You know my schedule. I work. I do eight days straight. Eight days straight. That's right, people. I get two off, and then I work seven days straight, and I get four off. Okay, so that's it. that's the schedule. It just repeats. Now it's insanity. Bear yeah. that in mind. Yeah. My fiance works three days a week. Okay, so there there you go. Here. Now, part of this equation is that she doesn't enjoy going to the theater very often. So, oh. most of the time, I'm off. She's off. So, guess what? I don't go to the theater unless she wants to. Which is, uh, I think, one time out of the nine times I've used MoviePass was with her. Um, right. uh, so the equation doesn't work out there's just never enough time and then a couple times when i do have a free day right. like today it's it's eaten up by the podcast or stuff at home or just responsibilities i i don't get enough time to myself to just be like you know what man fuck it i'm going to the movies how
0: see but i don't understand how do you get with someone who is such a hater of the theater much unlike yourself.
1: It, she doesn't hate it. She just doesn't see the point in going. She doesn't get the joy out of it that I do. Which you can ah. to relate to. Because you don't enjoy it either.
0: So she's more like. So she would much rather watch a, a, a film at home. Instead of the right. theater.
1: Right.
0: Ah see. A woman after my own heart at this point.
1: Yeah. And it's just not the same to me. It, it never will be.
0: Although She will. Go see Halloween 2018.
1: There's no guarantee to that. I might just see it by myself. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no.
0: She will go see Halloween 2018. Like I said, I, no I, I will call up the cabin and I will talk to her and I will tell her why she must see Halloween 2018 on the big screen.
1: Uh, Mike, she's not going to give a fuck. To be completely honest, it
0: will be a tribute to Donald.
1: She doesn't perpetuity. know who Donald
0: is. Okay, well, see now that that's that's where you're failing, as as her better half, because you have not explained to her who Donald is at this point.
1: Oh no, I've explained who the greatest actor ever is. I mean, she knows of Bruce Campbell.
0: Well, I She's met Bruce
1: that. Campbell. She knows of other great actors like Johnny Depp. Ryan Gosling
0: Uh, Gosling is kind of good I'll give you that but nobody holds a candle nobody holds a candle the good old Donald Pleasance
1: well no Donald's back there holding a candle these guys are holding fucking spotlights wow wow come on he's most known for slumming it Mike
0: I disagree with his statement (laughs) Donald is a workaholic.
1: They won't have me back on bond. This USC student is making a Uh, whore film. Fuck, I need more brandy. I'll do it.
0: Okay, first off, I don't think it's that they didn't want him back on bond. I thought that he, because obviously Blofeld did continue after you only live twice. But I think that he made the decision to step away because he knew. He was,
1: he was too good for that major production and all I, that money. I, I, I think so.
0: <laughs> because you know what? Bond, as good as it is. <laughs> That's as, the most
1: ridiculous thing I've ever heard you say.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> good. As good as Bond is.
1: That's like Paul Rudd being like, you know what? These millions upon millions of dollars I'm making with Marvel. Fuck that. You know what I'm (laughs) going to do instead? Size a watermelon, too.
0: That would be fucking brilliant. Because, no, see, and I'll tell you why that would be good, too. And it's just like Donald with Bond. Donald knew that he had to leave Bond because Bond was going to drag him down. And he had to rise above. The Chains of Oppression. That was Blowfelt. To
1: do a, mm-hmm. a, a first time filmmaker's horror film that could have just played at some drive ins.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah, My, that, that, I mean, very honestly, good move. if I was his agent, I would tell him to do the same thing. Very good move because it, gave, it, it helped his career a lot. Just like Paul Rudd. If he, he had helped. any bit of a career, he would have left it, Mike. That was his career at that point.
0: Well, but still. And he, just like he Paul could Rudd. Get
1: nothing else really substantial but Halloween. Well, and it started to turn a profit, so
0: Well. And just like Paul Rudd though, Marvel is dragging him down, and Paul is gonna start to realize that. So Size of Watermelons 2 is gonna look a hell of a lot more appetizing to him. I mean, look at the limitations that Marvel puts on his career. Look at it.
1: Yeah, look at the you know revitalization of his career people actually knowing who he is uh the millions of dollars he's made i mean f- yeah i would say fuck that too
0: i'm sure he's made millions before that
1: yeah but where was his career before he landed ant-man it was ins- i mean there was so many good movies that he put out there was
0: size Watermelon. watermelons it was halloween six there was um the clueless. Oh wait, there what was, was the last thing that he
1: put out that people cared about in the last decade
0: mm,
1: besides um, Ant-Man, Was it that Netflix original, Mike?
0: Um, what one was that? I don't think he... Oh wait, oh that one. Yeah, that's a great one. I love that one.
1: Yeah, because that's where his career caring? was. Yes. That's where his career was. Did Netflix you see that Originals. one? Originals. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it.
0: It's brilliant, isn't it?
1: No, it's okay.
0: I fucking bawled my eyes out. I love
1: it. I laughed.
0: I'm sure it, you did.
1: Paul Rudd's funny, but it's it's not a great film. That's far from it. Wow.
0: You just don't know what good entertainment is.
1: No, I just don't suck at the teat of people. I, I mean, <laughs> all kinds of people make shit movies. It's well, just yeah. how it is. I mean, Paul Rudd needed, you know, probably alimony or something, so he did a oh, shitty no, no. Netflix
0: he's, original. He's married. He's married. He's got, like, uh, I think he's got two kids now.
1: Okay, so maybe they needed braces, Mike. And at that time, you know, Netflix original was about the only thing Colin, so. But
0: I'm sure he made a good good amount of money off of that film.
1: I'm yeah. sure of that. Enough yeah. that Marvel is just like, oh man, I don't know that dump truck full of money you're talking about. I don't know if I can do that. Are you kidding me? He was so fucking happy. He was probably crying. Oh, oh my god, that's a <laughs> full of money. Oh, of course, I'll be Ant Man. You want my penis in or out of the suit? Who do I have to blow? Nobody. Oh my god, this is the best day ever. Wow! I thought I was going to have to join me too for that dump truck full of money.
0: <laughs> oh, he could say that Harvey uh, Weinstein came out uh, and uh, assaulted him during Halloween Six.
1: He didn't have tits then.
0: Well, no, he doesn't have tits now. But you know,
1: I'm sure his, there's a point in his career his, where he chubby. His,
0: his chest is very, uh, you know, it's he's very, uh, you know.
1: Uh, I think you're coming off very... uh,
0: Well, if you watch Objects of My Affection, you see them topless.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about films that people have actually heard about, Mike. Okay. (laughs) So, for those of you unaware that just listened to this, which, it's it's facts, there's probably not many of you, Um, we actually held a poll... Through our social media, uh, through Facebook, through Instagram, and possibly uh, Twitter. I don't know. I don't run that. No one. Yeah. I, I, I tweet. Fuck Twitter. Right. Um, and the the film that we are talking about tonight actually won that poll. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think it's kind of interesting that with our slasher summer that uh, you've picked, I've picked, we've had guests on, and they've picked films, and Hopefully, we will continue to have guests on for, uh, what, the next episode? I think, uh, I think the last, next one's the last one, I think. I don't know. I'm trying to think because we're, we're like a, a week are It's winding down. If that's, if it's not the next one that's the last, it's the next to next one. That's I'm proper English, think. right?
0: Uh, I think so. <laughs> Let me see. We did this one right, so okay. So there, uh, Yeah, I think there's like two... There's like one or two more after this
1: one. I right. Think. So anyway, we're 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 really trying to branch this out and, and bring you guys in. And those of you that voted to some degree or other, I appreciate that. Um, and, I appreciate uh,
0: that too, even though I did not comment on the poll or post or anything.
1: I didn't I either. This was the first time that I, I mean, I commented, but I didn't steer anyone. This is the first time I didn't try and, you know, hijack it in any way, shape or form. I, right. I just let it play out, man. And uh, there was a clear winner, and there was a clear runner-up, and then there was one that nobody gave a fuck about. <laughs> Sorry, Blood Harvest. It's shame because that
0: was, you know, Joe Bob's thing.
1: Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, it, it, it's, it's... Apparently, Joe Bob's the only one that gave a fuck about you, Blood Harvest, but...
0: Tiptoe through the tulips with me!
1: Yeah, Tiny Tim's in that, and... Yeah, never seen it. Oh, you will. Yeah. Um, maybe at some point we'll we'll see. I mean, uh, let let's face facts the the ratings for our slasher summer so far has not been spectacular for me.
0: I don't know for sure. I mean, Bo apparently says that we're doing good. I don't know because I don't.
1: I can't understand the numbers. I was talking about my ratings for the films. I'm like,
0: oh well, that's because you just don't like eighty-eight films.
1: That's uh, just because I don't like bad films. You don't like eighty-eight films. <clears throat>
0: um, actually, they just put out a fucking slasher classics that I gotta get. It actually it comes out September tenth, but I think I gotta pick it up uh, beforehand. It's called Frightmare from nineteen eighty-three, and it seems uh, I've heard uh, of Vincent. It. Vincent Price, is he in it? No, wait, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not Vincent Price, but it just, it seems really interesting. Like, the concept seems really cool. It seems much like a film that I tried to make years ago.
1: Um,
0: after Donald Tying Pleasant's it back
1: to died. you is not a good thing.
0: Well, no, it's after Donald Pleasant thought I was going to make a movie, and I was going to call it Death of a Legend. And it was about... <laughs>
1: Uh, was it just you crying?
0: No, no. That, the way
1: Just a hard cut to you sitting in the shower, fully clothed, rocking back and forth?
0: Well, well no, the
1: way... <laughs> it, the, the, the,
0: you know, the, the actor, the, the legend that died wasn't named Donald Pleasance. That's just my, you know, what I'm calling it as, as a film. Donald or Rudd. Like, it, no.
1: The way, I know the your way writing that, skills, Mike.
0: Well, no, the way... You that, would
1: probably write Donald Rudd and be like, fucking nailed it. That is so fucking witty right there. I am the greatest writer ever. Yeah,
0: I only wrote about like five pages of it and then I stopped. But um, the whole premise of it was that um, a group of people were making a movie and the star of the movie died and he was a big star and he died. And then it was all about fucking um, them coming back, like maybe... Uh, a few years later to finish the movie because they got things together and they wanted to finish the movie. And then everybody started the people, you know, the cast and the crew started to die.
1: Uh, and, Mike, you do realize that you almost, except for everyone dying. Yeah. Uh, said, what really happened with a film that's finally coming out this year. Really? Uh the killer malevolence three, the killer.
0: Yeah. That is
1: almost exactly what happened to that because the malevolence series, um, if you guys are unaware, uh, I'm a big fan of it. The first one's a pretty good low budget film. The second one is phenomenal bereavement, right? Check it out if you haven't seen it, but the third one's finally coming out and, uh, fuck, what was it? Five years ago, Hmm. five and a half years ago. Um, they was in production I was really excited. I almost went and worked on the the production of it, and it just halted and nothing ever came of it. And it wasn't until recently uh, that I found out it it halted because the star of it committed suicide. Really? It it was just kind of at a standstill. And I don't know how. I haven't really read up on it a whole lot, but he – Steve Manna has actually, or Stephen, sorry, I, I think he mostly goes by Stephen, uh, has actually finished it, and it's coming out this October. So I'm I'm really excited about that. I'm a big fan of the series.
0: Oh, well, see, my Death of a Legend was uh, developed around 1996, 97. So that means that I came, it came before that. Not necessarily,
1: because his trilogy is based off from a book that he wrote in college. So we'd have to look at timelines there.
0: I think we would, and I think that I still um, have a lawsuit, because I still believe that my thing came before him. Although this Frightmare movie... You're going to sue
1: him because his star killed himself, and that's not actually part of the movie? That's just a oh. dick move, Michael. Oh,
0: that's just, okay, so that's real that's life. That's not part not. of the
1: movie. That That is real life and why the film has taken so long to come out.
0: Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 oh. Wow, sc- you're I an see. asshole, man. I see. Okay. Okay. So maybe, all right, so then, okay, I get it now. I totally get it. I didn't get it before, but I get it now, so we're good.
1: Wow. All right. So I think that's a good place to take a break, so everyone can just kind of go and cleanse their mind of Michael J. Just blatantly saying, "I want to sue somebody over cleanse suicide."
0: The cleansing, cleansing. It's cleansing, wow. Cleansing, what a fucking cleansing, asshole.
1: But, cleansing,
0: uh, cleansing.
1: Stay. Spooky. Stay tuned
0: for mm-hmm.
1: more rabbit. right after this right after
0: this bitch is that a word that is now a word intense zero whatevers
1: so insightful that you will question your place in the universe you just said you wanted to see somebody stab a fish mind blowing
0: that is not what that's not
1: no inspiring it's one of two things all the way through either predictable or stupid life changing
0: This is going to be filled with spoilers.
1: Black Anis Horror
0: Podcast. Exclusively available on the Legion Podcast Network. It's almost like a little advertisement.
1: Yeah, the advert makes it sound so promising.
0: Friday, a group of young campers face a bizarre nightmare. Out there, with God's little creatures. At least tell me where you're going so that when you don't come back, I'll know how to fill out the report. George Kennedy stars in Just Before Dawn, Friday night at 8 on KVOS TV 12. films slasher classics collection release of just before
1: dawn i wasn't sure you were gonna fucking finish that holy shit i'm trying
0: to be dramatic
1: that fucking pause was so pregnant that it had triplets man holy shit ah it's dramatic so Five campers arrive in
0: the mountains to examine some property they have bought, but are warned by forest ranger Roy McLean that a huge machete-wielding maniac has been terrorizing the area. Ignoring the warnings, they set up camp, and they start disappearing one by one. If that sounds too run-of-the-mill, there's a genuinely shocking plot twist halfway through.
1: Dun, that is dun, the dun. worst. That is the worst plot summary I've ever heard.
0: That's not only IMDb is it Pro.
1: inaccurate, but it is poorly written.
0: Well, that's from IMDb Pro, so blame IMDb Pro.
1: That was horrible. I will. I will from now on send you a synopsis because that that was just bad, man. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, that was well, bad. It's not even yeah. accurate to the fucking film. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not totally accurate, but what are you going to do?
1: Fucking people writing synopsises and don't even know what the fuck they're talking All right. Like, so well, Let's skip past that nonsense. Um Normally, we kick these off with uh, a little bit of knowledge that we had before this screening. So, Mike, you are the Rain Man of Horror, so what was your experience with Just Before Dawn?
0: I had no experience. Um, I had never seen the film before. It was one of those that just never really kind of struck me as anything special. I think um, I never picked it up. Uh, I saw the uh, DVD um, you know, and I was gonna. I think I had the DVD at some points, so and I was gonna watch. I just never did.
1: So this um, this is a first time watch for you. This is
0: a first time watch, and obviously, I picked it up because it is an '88 film slasher classics collection release, and I have to buy all of, all of them. So I picked that up for that reason.
1: Hmm. All right, uh, for myself. Um, like a lot of these, I don't have, uh, previous viewing. Um, not even, do I not have a previous billing? I don't really have a lot of knowledge of this one. Like when I was growing up and really into this shit, this wasn't even one that I saw at my local video store when I started to research this when I was a little bit older in my teens. Not this per se, but the horror genre. Um, this wasn't even one that I read about. I really ran across Uh, I really only became aware of this one within the last decade, and I've never seen it. It was never anything that was just like, you have to fucking see Just Before Dawn. Or it it was never like, yeah, the burning's pretty cool, but have you seen Just Before Dawn? It was was never that. It was just, yeah, there's that movie called Just Before Dawn. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I've seen the cover. Doesn't look that good. All right. It just never grabbed me and never caught my attention. I never heard anyone talking highly of it. It it just in no way made any waves that drew me in. It was never like, I need to see this. Right. So, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting that I think this is the first time that we're doing this for Slasher Summer. And it's a first for both of us.
0: Yeah, basically, I think you're right.
1: So this is this is going to be a little interesting. All right. (laughs) Let's, let's, uh, Mike, let's take this a little slow. I mean, it's, uh, it's our first time for both of us. So
0: that's
1: right. Let's, uh, let's let's really just try and savor the moment, shall we? Savor it. (laughs) All right. So we start with some stock footage in the credits, blah, blah, blah. And basically all that sets up is, you know, mountains and woods. Right. Nice stock footage. It looks pretty, whatever. And then we meet our two drunk hunters and an abandoned church. Yes. Okay. Fair enough, I guess. Uh, I like the location. The church looks cool. Um, One of the guys thinks he sees something. And this is right off, I kind of noticed. It's just like, man. This film's not meant for high definition. <laughs> well, I don't... Th- the ex- You watched the extended cut, correct? I did not. And we'll get into that at the end of this.
0: Okay. And, um... See, because I had the different... I had a different thought entirely than what you just said. But did you notice who one of the hunters was? No. Okay. Um... The one hunter, tie. Um the one who who inevitably gets away from that opening sequence um, and survives, was played by Mike Kellen. And we may know him, or I know him, uh, other people may realize that he played Mel in Sleepaway Camp.
1: Oh, shit, you're right.
0: The camp owner, yes.
1: Huh. But no, it just stood out to me because... He seemed to not understand what he was looking at through the roof when in high definition, it's clearly the silhouette of a person looking down at him. I <laughs>
0: couldn't, I couldn't tell that either. Really? I wonder, yeah. I was wondering what the fuck were they looking at?
1: Oh, cause he was looking at, at the whole giving his whole fake drunk sermon. And then the shadow kind of falls in and he notices that it's, He sees a silhouette of a person and he acts confused like he can't figure it out. And he goes outside and he's looking on the roof. And, like, I get it. But I I guess I just kind of dismissed it. Like, eh, how would a person be up there? I'm drunk. I don't quite get it. So I can go with it. It doesn't take me out. But I I just think that's part where the high definition doesn't play in favor of this. Um, And, you know, while he's out there looking, uh, his buddy... Is inside trying to steal shit from the church. Classy, and uh, uh, gets a machete and the fucking dick for it. Did you see that?
0: That was amazing, wasn't
1: it? Uh, it was a pretty decent kill. I mean, uh, it, it wasn't great, but it was pretty decent. I, I wasn't disappointed. Let's right. let's leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> And then from here, we're introduced to George Kennedy as Forced Uh, Ranger Roy in one of two scenes in his cabin where he's performing some kind of weird-ass surgery on plants. That reminded me of The Freakmaker,
0: (laughs) another film from 1973 starring Donald Pleasence.
1: I mean, I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to crossbreed these plants, but I don't really think that's how it works. I don't. I I don't know for certain. Maybe. I don't know. Well, it just seems really weird.
0: Somehow, you just need tape, and uh, you, know, <laughs> you whittle
1: it down a little bit. You put them together like a fucking puzzle piece, and then tape right. it together. Right. Just tape it, or get get a blowtorch.
0: Or we not a blowtorch. Have fucking soldering iron and weld the fuckers together
1: it's wood not metal oh
0: but we'll i get a the, plant the scene,
1: welder it seemed to me just i don't it seemed so strange <laughs> it, it seemed out of place almost but i, I don't know it was just it it's right. just dumb and not needed and knowing that there's an extended cut i think this was something that could have been cut so. right I don't well, know.
0: Imagine in the extended cut, it might have been longer.
1: Uh, we'll talk about that. Okay, uh, we'll we'll get into that at the end. But um, yeah, from here, uh, with the dumb shit with the plants, we, we then meet our group of teens. Well, not teens, now nah, young adults, because none of these people are clearly teens i mean uh they're all mid to late 20s i would guess yeah. at best yeah i mean fuck they're going there because the one guy owns the property and uh well he's balding they try and hide it another spot where the high definition is not their friend but yeah he's balding <laughs> he has about uh, as much hair as michael J.
0: No, he's probably got more hair than I have. <laughs> he really probably
1: does. But I, I like <laughs> I like this because we we meet them, all right. And uh, of course, Ranger Roy comes out and he's all pissed off because they're driving up his road and there's music playing and they're upsetting his horse and his plants. And then once he finds out that they're not lost, they're actually going up to the mountain. He's just like, well, you don't want to do that. Why do you want to do that? Yeah, I wow. I, I like I like that he's our harbinger. Okay, I, I get it. I go with it. I like that. Right. And and you know, uh, I I kind of did them a disservice because of their age, and I I made fun of them. But you know what? These 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 I, I keep wanting to call them kids. Right. <laughs> these uh, campers, I'm just going to call them campers. These campers right. actually stood out to me, and they they had kind of personality so i did them a disservice and i'm actually going to use their names throughout this so um like i said though uh ranger roy george kennedy playing uh the fucking harbinger in this that's badass man and and i I kind of appreciate how this is this is just like going by the numbers of slasher film it's like somebody watched halloween too many times and they're just like you know what we're gonna do we're gonna follow this fucker beat by beat (laughs) Oh fuck! They had a harbinger on Friday the 13th We need one You know what no we need three of them We'll meet the other two later (laughs) (laughs) So of course Of course the campers kind of blow this dickhead off That's you know back in his cabin Trying to mate plants together with tape And they're just like oh no We've been doing shit like this for a decade A long time you know we're not kids We know what we're doing Right. We're not scared, Grandpa. No. And he's like, well, let me know where you're going so I can find the bodies. Motherfucker, we're just going camping on that mountain. We're not going to die. Right. So they, they give him fake information and just so he won't even come bothering them, which, you know what? I get it. Makes sense. This guy's an asshole. I wouldn't want him checking on me either. I and would then they, still give him the information. And then they go off. And I, I don't know. I mean, the way this guy comes off, I'm not sure I would. Or at least I know people. Like, I would be sitting there questioning it. Like, do I give them the right one? And I know people. I have friends that just be like, oh, yeah, we're going to Golden Lake. Hmm. Start driving away. It's like, Golden Lake, man, that's clear on the other side of the fucking mountain. or nowhere near that. I know, but fuck that dweeb. Yeah, you're right. That guy was a fucking asshole. (laughs) There's probably fucking plants in his cabin. Could be. (laughs) You never know. But Photosynthesis Not how that works Mike oh. But I did mention that we had more than one Harbinger And I don't think they quite got how a Harbinger works Because the next scene they're driving up the road They hit a deer Kind of an omen I guess And right. then they run into the drunk hunter from the opening act Okay the very first scene there We run into him again and he plays the second Harbinger He he tells him all about how his friend was murdered And asks for help And then they decide that this guy's just a drunk fuck And they toss him some food Tell him just to stay on the road And then they're just like See you later and keep driving While this guy's just standing there
0: (laughs) I would've let him in
1: I I mean any responsible person Would've done something to help him Because clearly this guy is distressed, he's been wandering around right. and this is okay. Speaking technically about slasher films, usually there's something that we have the harbinger, we have an omen, and in some way, shape or form there's a sin, right? There there's a sin of some sort that signifies their death, you know? Right. The, that's the turning point in the film. It's the tipping point in, in the writing process where you know these characters are going to die, or or they'll at least be attempted to die. You know they're, they're going to be put on that path. They're going to be right. tested, and right. this is clearly their sin where they do not help this guy. Wow, I got too technical there for you, didn't I, Mike? <laughs>
0: Maybe just a little bit. You're all, <laughs> over the, you're all over the map, and I'm trying to process it all, and I'm like, wow.
1: The, the fact that they willingly leave this guy behind to his own will is, is what sets and process the rest of the film where uh, they're stalked and killed. And to my point, mm-hmm. as they leave this guy in the dirt driving away, the killer jumps on their RV,
0: yeah, that I noticed. That I thought was a little
1: different. Well, here, here's, here's how it played out. Logistically, for the actual film, he was hunting that guy. He sees the RV. That's a better target. You know. So right. he goes for that. Um, for the film, like I said, for the actual writing technical aspect of this, mm-hmm. that was their sin. They signed their death warrant, and now the killer's on them. Like I said, man, this thing's fucking by the numbers. <laughs> right. Totally by the numbers for you. Right. <laughs> so, but here, here's another thing about that. And, and, and what I'm saying this is by the numbers, it is. And, and I'm pointing it all out. But here, let me let me point something else out to you guys that, you know, if your memory's hazy or you haven't seen this. Um, the guy does jump on the RV as they're driving away. But he, here's how it plays out. Um right the party chick, the the preppy one, she's adjusted the mirror so she can put her makeup on. And no one else is really paying attention. So when this guy jumps onto the back of the RV and is climbing up, nobody can see it. Not the driver, because his mirror is being occupied by this preppy bitch. Not anyone else, because they're doing something. You know, the one guy's playing with his camera, looking out the window. The other guy's, I, I don't know, jerking off or drinking or something. And then the the passenger and driver looking out the front window, obviously. Right. So it, it plays out perfectly. I mean, it is well thought out. It does go by the numbers, but it, it still, it plays out very well. Right. So, oh, that's uh, some good input there. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, well, I mean, they, they get their RV up to a point, they get it stuck and then they hike in and, you know, we get some very nice location shots. Um, they set up their camp. They begin to drink, and then we get the required fake scare. I mean, it's textbook,
0: <laughs> right? It is textbook. <laughs> textbook. I'm, I'm just. I mean, because I honestly, I well, see. No, I don't want to say that because that'll spoil the rest of the re- review. We're not so much spoil it, but this was one of the one of the first um, I think there's only one other slasher classics uh, collection disc that I watched that I wasn't thrilled with and it's no fault of 88 films on their own because you know they did their own thing but the the movie itself just felt to me like it was a like a, the um, hills have eyes, ish, type thing, and I, I just I was not I was not feeling it. I tried my damnedest to get into the thing. Well, I well, really well, did.
1: S- save that for the end. But uh, you draw a comparison to that, and when I was watching this, what I drew comparison to was uh, Wrong Turn.
0: Of course, you did with that. Yeah. I mean, but that it's like they're interchangeable, though. Yeah. Because Wrong Turn definitely does have elements of Hills Have Eyes as well.
1: Absolutely. So, so yeah, we, we're kind of getting the setup of this. But um, in, in research, uh, what the director, and I'm sorry, I don't remember his name, what he quoted as his Jeff inspiration. Lieberman. Yeah, what Jeff quoted as his inspiration was not... Uh, Texas Chainsaw was not the hills have eyes. It wasn't even Halloween. It was Deliverance.
0: Yeah, I heard that. I remember seeing that.
1: Yeah, but I even saying that, you know, I can totally see that. You know, if if somebody came to you, Michael, and said, "We're going to make Deliverance, but we're going to make it into a slasher film," right? That's what I see, and, and I get that. So. Same situation, even. So I, I, I think it does play out. and I get what you're saying, and I, I think part of what you're even saying is that nothing's really grabbing you, nothing's surprising you, because it's all by numbers, you know?
0: Right. Right, and yeah, at least not yet by this point. Exactly. Nothing really, you know, stuck out to me.
1: So, you know, the, they set up their camp, they do the whole fake scare, and then the next morning they wake up and they hear this singing. And this is really kind of the first time that I've noticed the stuff that's going on that I thought was part of the soundtrack is actually stuff that's going on in the film. Right. Because I, I, I thought this girl singing was just part of the soundtrack.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's when I was just like, oh, so part of that like weird whistle, too, is not actually soundtrack. That's actually happening. Okay. And I, I think that's something they could have done a little bit better better is to distinguish the difference right but um yeah they they go down to the lake they discover this girl she fucking runs off and yeah so we now have an understanding that there's hillbillies living up here there there are people that want to be left the fuck alone hermits hillbillies whatever the fuck you want to call them living up here on this mountain and this interaction right here, A, we, we see what they are, and B, that they are distancing themselves. They want nothing to do with the outside world, the people from it, or anything. So, right here, you're just like, okay, that's what this film's about. It's about fucking hillbillies. So.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, like I said, it's the it's the hills have eyes all over again.
1: Right. Right. And, Actually, you know, yes, was after that. So, uh, they're at the lake. So why not go skinny dipping? Right, Mike?
0: Oh, and I love that chick. Oh, boy, <laughs> were her tits perfect. I wanted to fucking mm, suck and lick and bite those nipples. So fuck. Oh, I was all ready to fucking take
1: her. Oh, God. Yes. So. So two of them are skinny dipping, while well the rest are off, you know, making breakfast or lunch. I'm not sure which. And uh, and remember,
0: I, come right back because they're making a fire. They want to see a fire by the time they get back. Yeah.
1: No, that was earlier, Mike. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> My bad. This is why you shouldn't write the synopsis. It's all running together. <laughs> but all um, running together. No, yeah, yeah. I, I have to give it credit here, and I think you do too. Um, well, they're fucking around in the water we we see the killer in the distance as he's walking through the waterfall into the water. And I thought that was a really good shot. And then I actually liked the scene with uh, the girl, how uh, Megan, mm-hmm. um, how her and Jonathan were playing around in the water, how he was going under, blah, blah, blah. And then how it plays out where the killer's like, fondling her. And right. she realizes that it's someone else or something else because she sees Jonathan on the shore and freaks out. I think that played out really well. I liked that a lot, actually. Um, they could have done a little bit better, a little bit more here because she just, apparently it doesn't phase her that much. Cause you know, we just pretty much cut to that night and they're just fucking partying. You know, she doesn't give a shit. She's turning up the music, dancing with everyone, getting everyone to party. And, uh, Wow, uh, this really just shows me that white people can't dance, especially back in the early 80s. Wow. Definitely not, no. that was That was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately for all of us, the Hillbilly family shows up and shoots the radio and just stops that horrible dancing. I mean, in all honesty, I wouldn't have minded if they just do as soon as the dancing starts like a hard cut to mid frame of them and just had black people and white face dancing, you know, dressed up as the characters, their faces right. painted white, just dancing because there would have been real dancing then it would have been good. I wouldn't have minded that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we could reverse the rules here. Let's go white face. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I
0: could see that happening. <laughs> they should have done that. It's, it would have you know, been would funny see, if nothing it's, else. It's, it's, And there would have been good
1: dancing. Yeah, and it's equality. Let's be equal. (laughs) But anyway, the hillbilly family, you know, threatens the campers, tells them to leave. Um, So now we have our third. That's right, people. Our third fucking harbinger. Three. We are now in the second act or beginning the second act. And there are three harbingers to this film. Right. I mean that you got to give them credit there at least, Mike. I mean, come on. If nothing else, they exceeded your expectations with that.
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: it's, it's 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 innovative in some <laughs> ways. Let's let's
0: just call it what it is. Um, did it save the film? Uh, it's by like, no means, but you know.
1: It's like if in Friday the Thirteenth there was Crazy Ralph, and then his wife showed up, and then you know his brother-in-law. Him and his wife showed up at the camp like, you're all going to fucking die. I don't know why you're still here. I told you at the hot town and my wife told you on the road. And now we're all here. You're going to fucking die. What don't you get about it? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Anyway. Um, next morning they wake up. Uh, Megan's makeup's gone. Jonathan goes looking for it. He finds the hillbilly girl instead. And he ends up chasing after, her, just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And of course,
0: wait, wait, she wasn't a hillbilly girl. She was fucking. She wasn't a hillbilly. She was wait because the fucking. How are you hillb- confused here? Were they okay? All right, hold on. You you got to You got to help me out here because I'm trying to think. The
1: girl that stole the makeup is was the she hillbilly daughter. To the fucking... She's okay. the daughter. She's the youngest daughter.
0: So, that big giant guy with the machete and shit is her brother
1: well, spoiler alert, but yes,
0: Wow, see, I thought that's what was going on here
1: yeah but so she's the youngest I didn't know daughter they were
0: of going the... the incest root,
1: but apparently that's their oh they even say so, but anyway, yes. um she's the youngest daughter of the hillbilly family she mm-hmm. she's interested in these people because they're so different. she's not been exposed to the outside world uh she steals the makeup just because she wants to be pretty blah 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 and you know jonathan's looking for the makeup he runs across her and he's just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on these crazy ass people living in the woods here he goes after and he runs into the fucking killer the the hillbilly guy with the giant machete and you know
0: i thought he was gonna get you know a little sucky sucky going on for Uh... himself
1: uh, I, I will give the film credit because the guy's not a complete douchebag. They didn't go that route. And so, I
0: think it would have been better if he did, actually. I,
1: I like how it goes because it, it just, it, it's, I mean, if the if this was made today, he would have yeah. practically raped that girl. But I, I like that, so. that they play it that he has morals and he's pushing her off. And then um, I just like how that plays out. And we did kind of gloss over when they were hiking in. There's this cool rope bridge that they went across. And his, his kill basically involves the killer slashing his hand and then cutting the ropes so he and the bridge fall into the water.
0: Yeah, that so, rope bridge was very convenient.
1: Very convenient. I didn't think it was convenient at all, but... um. It's not a very gory death, but I still kind of liked this one, just because it was so drawn out of him having to climb his whole way up the cliff, and then the killer's just like, nope. Yeah, I know, and at first he got his hand,
0: He got you know, when he was like a little pussy one, he got his hand fucking cut, he's like, ah, 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 ah. I'm like, are you fucking having an orgasm, or did you get your hand fucking cut?
1: I think it was just such a surprise.
0: <laughs> surprise? Oh, <God. laughs> What, what the fuck do you think a giant guy with a fucking machete is going to do you well he just
1: turned around and there the guy was and it was just yeah. kind of like what the fuck and then the guy just hit or slashed his hand i don't remember i think it was mostly a hit so it probably hurt like hell but anyway uh, from here uh megan uh finds daniel daniel's the youngest brother of jonathan And Megan's the preppy chick, finds Daniel at the church, um, Uh because she's out looking for Jonathan. Right. And um, somehow they completely overlook the dead body in the back of this very small one-room church. Anyway, we'll we'll overlook that. (laughs) Yeah. They start taking pictures in the graveyard, and was it just me, or I don't know if this was supposed to be soft focus or not, but... I think that they did this in soft focus to kind of add to that picture quality of like the girl and taking the photos and I, I don't know. It's either that or it's a flaw in the film. Either way, um, they're taking pictures and then they realize or yeah, they realize that somebody's watching them and they think it's Jonathan, so they're they're gonna make him jealous because he's been yes. such a dick off. And you know I start, you know, hugging and kissing and whatever, and then it's not Jonathan, it's the killer, and he fucking kills Daniel. Actually, he kills both of them. Let's, let's be honest, because um, Daniel's death isn't great, but I still appreciate it. I, it's just a, a nice machete stab to the gut, he doesn't die, and then they pull it out. I like that. Yeah, that was, like, torturous. Right. And then Megan's death is mostly off-screen, but they counteract this with the big reveal that there's two killers, and I actually like how they did this. I think this reveal was very well done. Okay, I don't.
0: Uh...
1: <laughs> oh, you didn't? You didn't like the reveal of the second killer? Uh, I thought it was forced. I I didn't see it coming at all. I'll be honest, I didn't see that coming.
0: Uh, I mean, I figured there had to be more than one, but still, I I think they forced it.
1: Mm. Okay. And uh, from here, uh, I don't know why I keep saying that, but uh, uh, Warren and, and uh, Connie are fishing, um, and Jonathan's body washes downstream. They pull him out of the water, and you know they're trying to revive him, but he's is dead. So they, they kind of retreat back to the camp. They're both kind of a little traumatized and they wait for the others. And the whole time, Connie's convinced that they're all dead. You know, They've been murdered. Jonathan was murdered and they need to get the fuck out of there. Warren, he doesn't really buy it. He thinks they're just kind of lost, that Jonathan died by accident and at night he decides, you know, if they're not back I'm going to go get the keys from Jonathan's body so we can go get help. And he goes to look, except the body's been moved. Oh, God. And then there's somebody in the woods, and he just runs off like a scared little bitch.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Not very productive, no.
1: No. So, finally, after, what, two fucking days, this hunter makes it, what, maybe a mile, two miles down the road to Ranger Roy's cabin. And, while. Well, Roy's in there fucking plants again or trying to get plants to fuck whichever it is right (laughs) he runs into this guy and decides I'm gonna go see if these campers are all right because this crazy drunk he might be on to (laughs) something yeah (laughs) there might be a devil up in those hills like he says (laughs) could be you never know (laughs) so Ranger Roy rides off on his fucking horse to go look for these kids and uh he goes to the wrong campsite where they said, or it's not even a campsite. He goes to the wrong location, he ends up finding the hillbillies. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm condensing here, people. Uh, the girl decides she's going to help him, and then they kind of find, run across, to warn. Yeah. All right. So okay, everything's converging. Uh, however, while all this was going on, one of the killers has chased Connie from the campsite up a tree and he's now chopped it down with a machete, which by the way, people I own a machete it's not quite as hardcore as this one but I own a machete, I've tried to chop up uh, at least a giant limb that shit is fucking hard you can do it. it, it is a good tool for that but that takes some fucking time, especially that tree, that motherfucker was hacking at that for like three hours to chop that down just putting that out there Thanks for your input there, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so Definitely. the tree comes down, the killer's tormenting Connie, and just as he's about to kill her, Ranger Roy saves the day. Shoots the guy dead. And then I like how he just kinda comes up, looks the hillbilly over, and automatically knows, huh, the hillbillies must be inbreeding up here. Tells Roy, or tells he tells Warren and Constance Get your shit and get the hell out of here. Right. And then he just rides off out of this film. Bye-bye, George Kennedy. Thanks for slumming it, man. Because <laughs> we're not going to see him again. Yeah, that was a waste. How, how, how much do you want to bet that they had money and they wanted to get somebody for the Ranger part? A known name. And they could only get George Kennedy. And I bet they only had him a day, maybe two tops. Just the way his scenes are filmed, everything, it just felt like it, it, that he wasn't there for very long. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking a day. If you're Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Um, Warren has completely lost it now. Constance is pretty far gone herself. And uh, they're, they're back at the campsite getting their shit together. And, of course, the second killer attacks. He, he he turns Warren into this whimpering little bitch, and then decides he's gonna bear hug Connie to death. Yeah, that's gonna work. <laughs> well, it, it actually was. I mean, she's starting to bleed, but Connie, Connie's she's gone from being scared shitless with the fake scare to being pretty helpless during the first attack to now she's actually fighting back. And she she actually manages to ram her fucking arm down the killer's throat.
0: Yeah, and that was fucking like... I'm like, that's some Mortal Kombat shit right there. She,
1: like, she literally fists him to death.
0: I know. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> talk about deep throat he's got no gag reflex that was perfect <laughs>
1: I'll
0: tell you he did me proud that motherfucker
1: <laughs> and that's the fucking film people
0: <laughs> there's really you know in the grand scheme of things there's really
1: not much to it it, it is a pretty simple slasher a lot of I, I, I really think slashers are are best when they are simple.
0: Right, I get that, but for whatever reason, because I said whether it was the the um, Hills Have Eyes vibe I got from it and all that shit, it just it just seemed like this was a blatant ripoff of of that, and I just I couldn't you know get into it. I mean, you know that Jeff Lieb- Liebman, the guy who directed this, he's made some good stuff. I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head right now, and I can't, but. Uh, I know I've seen other stuff that he's done that was like leaps and bounds better than this was.
1: Wow, so you feel that this is just kind of... It sounds to me like... I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but it, it sounds to me like you're saying this is almost like soulless. It's just buy the numbers, just get it done and get it out.
0: Yeah, in most cases, I this one did not appeal to me at all.
1: Okay, so what's your rating, Mike?
0: Out of five... Out of five stars. I would, okay, out of five stars, I will give it two. Wow, and that's me being generous. Wow, I mean because it was still more entertaining to me than Intruder.
1: That's, uh, um, holy shit. I mean, I okay for myself. I don't know how I haven't seen this before. Yeah. Um. I don't know how it just, I, I just didn't. And we got into that, but <sighs> this isn't a great film. It's not groundbreaking. It's not horribly, it's, it's not original. I mean, fuck, it's, it's by the numbers. I've pointed it out throughout this. Right. But I think it's very well done. I really do. Um, uh, like I pointed out, the, the scene with the killer jumping on the RV, that was very well done. Um, there's, there's consistency throughout this that I was actually impressed with with a, a film of this caliber. Cause this, is, this is a pretty low-budget uh, slasher film. And a lot of times with stuff like this, especially this early, you don't get consistency. And this one had it. I mean, the Hillbillies' names were Logan. The tombstones in the cemetery, they had Logan on it. Just, just things like that. I, I think they did a really good job with it. And it shows that they rewrote this script like three or four times. Right. Um I think the location is great. I love that. I think some of the shots in this were really fucking good. Um I think the characters are believable and they're likable. Um like I said, man, this this film to me was really thought well thought out. Uh and I have to say I actually think it's my favorite so far out of the slasher summer. Really? Yeah. That I, is
0: surprising to me.
1: I dug this, man. and um, I'm
0: very surprised.
1: The same... Vi- and here's the thing. Um, quality of Rise uh, is not... And I, I'm putting that out there. It's not the greatest film. It's probably not the best film we've reviewed. But just right. pure enjoyment-wise to me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was getting a heavy Madman vibe, and this just spoke my language. Um, right. For me, this is a four and a half stars.
0: Ooh, why don't you just round it up to a five? Make it
1: easy. No, it's not a perfect film. It's not, but it it's fucking good, man. I really ah. enjoyed this. In fact, um, I, I think tonight I'm going to watch the uh, the extended cut. Really,
0: I'm very done, surprised. So. I'm very surprised.
1: Well, let's, let's, before before we go, let's let's talk about uh, the eighty eight films presentation of this. Um i don't know about you mike but i think the transfer was uh, they did a good job with it um it, it's a nice transfer the colors are are good um but you, you're not as picky you're not as observant i think it's i thought eyes it looked, shit, i but. thought
0: it looked brilliant honestly
1: um and, and I, I get that but i once again i'm very critical uh the, there is some print issues throughout it um and when I well, say it that, is a lower
0: what, budget film, so exactly. you're going to get, you know, cheaper film stock
1: and cheaper film stock. And this probably sure. traveled the country once or twice.
0: Right. Drive ins, grind
1: houses. But yeah, there, there's some minor and I do mean minor print damage. I mean, yeah. you get a little bit of dirt here, some grain there and the occasional cigarette burn. But, but this will not ruin your experience, even for the very picky viewer out there, this is not going to take you out. I'm just pointing it out. This is part of it. It is there. Um, I thought the sound was very nice, very clean. uh, And then the special features. Um, This is by far the best I've seen so far from 88 films. I mean, first and foremost, as we've already mentioned, there's two versions of this film with this. You get the theatrical U.S. cut, and then you get the uh, international cut, or as they're calling it, the extended cut.
0: Right, but I I don't believe the extended cut is in high def. I believe that's standard definition.
1: Uh, It's not even restored, Michael. Yeah, so it's standard. It it is like straight up watching it at a drive-in or grindhouse. It is dirty. It is grimy. Right. I love it. And that's, so I'm, you are you're all about that. I'm fucking excited to watch that, man. But I started to watch it and as soon as I saw the quality of it, I realized I couldn't do this review justice by watching that one.
0: Oh, oh. I see. So that's why you waited.
1: That's why I went to the theatrical one to really see their transfer, to really see what they did with this. But I love that that's on here. I wish they did stuff like this more often. I mean, I, I honestly, I would double dip on Texas Chainsaw right now if they put another one out where you got the crystal clean 4K scan and then you give me some grimy, dirty, fucked up one that played at drive ins and I'll fucking eat that shit up, man. I mean, Don't Look in the Basement came out with a dirty, grimy one. I have that one. And then they restored it. I don't own that one. (laughs) Some films to me, just that that makes them better. There's just something about that that improves the experience to me. And I'm so glad they did that. Like, I don't know if this is coming across, but I'm actually excited. Thank you, 88 Films. (laughs) All right.
0: You know, there is is one film that, that was released... Um I think I sent it to you. It's uh at some point. The uh, nine seven six
1: evil. Oh, does that have two? I haven't I haven't watched that it. That
0: has but. that has a copy, like an extended cut that was sourced from a VHS Very um, nice. release. So
1: yes. Very nice. I, I love shit like that, man. Um I know. Uh from here the, the, the special features also include um uh we get what is it? Uh, two different trailers. Uh, we get a commentary. With we get an Historia interview with
0: continues
1: podcast. Uh, whatever. Uh, yes. we get an interview with the deck, eh, the director. We get a featurette on Grindhouse films and a still gallery. About fucking time! Thank you. Special features. I love it. This is perfect. Great, great job, eighty-eight films. Knocked it out of the park. Um. And saying that, this is the best available version of Just Before Dawn. There is a Blu-ray out there by Code Red as well, but 88 Films has more special features and a better transfer quality. So obviously, man, if you're a fan of this or slashers in general, I recommend you grab this one. And it is region-free. Exactly, and that's why I didn't even point that out, because it is. Um, However, if, if you only have vague memories of this, or you're not sold on it by our review. I mean, Michael's not high on it. I am. I'll
0: have I, to watch the extended cut. Maybe I'll feel differently if I watch the...
1: You know. um, I did research on that as well. There's not really added scenes or anything. It's like one added scene, and everything else is just kind of stretched out a little. Right. So, more hiking, more stuff like that. A couple right. more seconds of blood, but... You're not getting more gore or anything like that, really. You're not seeing her chopped up. Nothing like that. You're not missing any of that.
0: wonder if you get a few more seconds of that Megan chick's tits. Yes.
1: Uh, I think so.
0: Okay. so I might be on board for that.
1: So, yeah, as I said, man, this is the best version. Um, if you're a fan or a fan of slashers, I highly recommend, eh, I highly recommend you pick it up. Yes. Um, but if you're not, if your memory is kind of vague, if you're not sold on it, it's not available to stream through Amazon, but it's out there. You can find it. Check it out online. This is—I think—this is totally worth your time. Wow, I—I'm actually a big fan of this film. I—I—I—I I'm, I'm, I, I fucking dug this, man. <laughs> Would you go to the eighty-eight films guys and be like, <laughs> no, I
0: wouldn't
1: go there and make noises like i was your brother no i wouldn't do that however i would congratulate them this is the first release from them that i think they knocked it out of the park right like i said before on toolbox murders uh i think the presentation of that one was phenomenal i think the special features were decent um i don't like the movie i do not suggest you buy it but uh they did a good job with that but this this one man they Fucking crushed it. They did,
0: yeah. So, love. Yeah, the it. presentation I thought was great, but the movie definitely two out of five for me. So,
1: ah, uh, no, big big fan. I'm gonna be visiting. I, hell, I'm visiting it again once we're done.
0: Is and the I, fiance I gonna watch
1: it? Uh, she will watch mean? some of it. I guarantee she's gonna fall asleep to it. But man, I'm gonna <laughs> enjoy it.
0: <laughs> Make sure to point out Megan's tits and freeze frame and be like. This is what I aspire you to be.
1: (laughs) No, I'm happy with what I have. As you should be. (laughs) Yes. All right. So with all that being said, people, we just have to say that we are a proud member of Legion Podcasts. We appreciate every single one of you. And Michael J., this is for you, buddy. I hope you guys can just stay spooky
0: fucking hell man again with that shit one of these days I'm going to change that up I don't know what I'm going to do but I'm going to change it
1: I, I in fact Mike I'm going to start introducing myself as John Spooky Rhodes oh my god that that's it from now on you've if heard you, it here first people oh. there's a midnight Cory out there now there's a Spooky Roads. oh god
0: oh god the end of the world is coming oh yeah. <laughs> unreasonably good.